Chapter Seventeen of the Pussycat Princess by Edward Anthony. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen on Maui, Hawaii. My spine was a tingle and my heart beat fast when the Bow Wow Army went a swinging past. I was so excited that I bit my nails though that is a thing that hardly ever fails to earn me a spanking from my stern old dad but when there's excitement i am pretty bad and off came my fingernails one at a time and to keep from being spanked i lent a dime for to buy ten others in a hardware store they sold for a penny each before the war my spine was a tingle and my heart beat fast when the bow wow army went a swinging past meanwhile king fido's army of dogs advanced on tabbyland banners flying and bands playing they swung down poodle place which connects with nelly highway the road to distant tabbyland as they passed mastiff terrace one of the busiest streets in dogland they were cheered by thousands of patriotic dogs what a sight it was from every window in sight dogs leaned to see the passing army those that weren't lucky enough to live along the line of march and have windows to look out of or roofs to look off crowded the sidewalk and those that couldn't find room on the sidewalk scrambled up lamp posts and telegraph poles dogs usually cannot climb but in the excitement of the moment it seems they acquired the knack what excitement there was puppy dogs returning from school dropped their books and gave their school cries a group from the spaniel academy burst forth with you can do it show em how dogland dogland bow wow wow the pointer prep school broke in with we will teach em er will through what we fighting dogs can do but the loudest cheering of all was done by the collie college boys who gave the yell that had been used for years at the annual dogland tabbyland football game we will show those silly cats watch us go give em rats don't give em rats cried king fido's jester a merry fox terrier that happened to be standing nearby they like em the crowd roared with laughter what shall we shout then asked the jolly cheerleader of the collie college boys this replied the jester cats beware there soon will be a very sad catastrophe the crowd again enjoyed a hearty laugh everyone was in high spirits especially the dogs on the roofs telegraph poles and lamp posts king fido led the line of march how they cheered him he was mounted on a beautiful white horse with a pink tail his uniform was of cloth of gold with narrow stripes of silver braid along the sides of the trousers on his left sleeve a dog biscuit was embroidered in violet silk he wore a three-pointed hat of snow-white duck in the right side of which a feather was stuck perhaps it was a duck feather too 
At any rate, the king had a feather in his cap. King Fido was the only one that was permitted to wear a feather in his cap. It was a sign of his rank, that of General General, which was much higher than the rank of Corporal General, Private General, Sergeant General, Major General, Lieutenant General, General Manager, Brigadier General, and the other kinds of generals in the army. Next in the line of march were the Dachshund Doughboys. The Dachshund, as you probably know, is a dog with a long, plump body that sometimes scrapes the ground. Dachshunds that can afford the expense wear protectors to keep from wearing their stomachs off. The Dachshund is a valuable dog in wartime. His body is so long that he can have his head in enemy territory and the rest of him in his own, meanwhile signaling his findings to his comrades with his tail. The Dachshund Doughboys were clad in simple military tweeds. They were armed with folding swords. The Dachshund is built so close to the ground that he cannot carry the usual full-length sword. It would scrape the ground. Next came the ocean soldiers, or water spaniels. As most of their work is done in water, they wore bathing suits and carried rubber guns. Their principal task was to swim under battleships and sink them by shooting the bottoms full of holes. This was dangerous work. There were always the possibility of a battleship that you had plugged full of holes falling on you. But the brave ocean soldiers did not mind this. They were fighting for home and country. Next came the Pomolarian rangers. They were clad in uniforms of lavender lace covered with orange spangles. On their white silk taffeta caps there were yellow pom-poms, the trademark of their native Pomerania. Then followed the fireman's firing squad, a regiment of black and white spotted firehouse dogs. They wore red flannel uniforms, rubber boots and hose, and firemen's hats. They were armed with water buckets and axes. Next in line were the Mexican hairless harriers. They wore bushy red wigs to keep them warm. This was only one of the reasons why they belonged to the wigwag, or signal squad, the same regiment the Dachshund Doughboys belonged to. The other reason was that they were expert waggers, tail-waggers, of course. This was very important in sending signals. What with wigging and wagging, these dogs made ideal wigwaggers. They rode in wigwagons, which were full of signal books and extra wigs. And then there were the brass bands, seventeen of them, the musicians gaily clad and all carrying instruments that shone beautifully, and dozens of other regiments, the fighting Irish terrors, the great Dane grenadiers, the Yankee poodle dandies, the collie cannoners, the woofy wolfhounds, the Airedale airboys, the puppy pop gunners or infantry, the Pekinese kilties, and other famous dogland warriors. After marching for three days and three nights, King Fido's forces were within ten miles of the Cabbyland border. In a few hours they would be in the outskirts of Kittonia, 
where thousands of king thomas's pussycat soldiers were waiting to engage them in battle as they neared kittonia a tabbyland battle plain commanded by the wonderful rudolph who in times of peace was the pilot of king thomas's balloon flew over them fire cried the commander of the collie cannoneers and the puppy popgunners as they spied rudolph overhead bing spoke the guns of the cannoneers and the popgunners their shots went wild bang replied the gun of the battle plane rudolph's shot knocked the pom-pom off the cap of one of the pomeranian rangers ha ha laughed rudolph oh ha ha you cried the angry ranger with this he leveled his gun at the plane but rudolph seeing him aim flew higher and the shot fell short rudolph then descended several hundred feet to take another shot ambitious cat that he was this time he aimed at king fido his aim was true but the wind carried the shot wide and all he managed to do was hit the feather in the king's cap and shoot a few inches off it a plague on the cat howled the king fire away everybody what a roar there was as every gun in the dogland forces blazed away at the flying rudolph expecting their fire he started to fly higher again but this time he was not quick enough and one of the shots crashed through the wings of the plane the plane began to drop but just as the dogs thought it was falling to earth and began to rejoice the quick-witted rudolph mixed some cement in a hurry and patched the holes in the wings this done he flew higher and higher until he was lost from sight in the clouds and then putting on all speed flew in the direction of kittonia to notify the tabbyland forces of the approach of king fido end of chapter seventeen recording by linda marie nielsen on maui hawaii